Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Purpose Podcast. My name is Haas Rauscher. The goal of this podcast is to help men find and fulfill their purpose. I'm going to help them be good, strong leaders, good, strong men, good male role models in their communities. I'm going to do that by having conversations. I'm going to invite guests on. <laughs> I'm going to ask our guests, what is your purpose? What do you think your purpose ought to be? How did you find that purpose? And what do you do every single day? How do you get up, get after it, and fulfill that purpose? Uh, I have to laugh because we haven't had a guest in a while. Um, <laughs> that's my fault. Uh, we'll get back after it, but uh, the intro makes me now laugh every time because that is not what I do. I don't have conversations lately. I don't invite guests on, so uh, failure on my part, but I promise we'll get back after it, guys. Once again, you get a solo episode. Uh, I guess I have conversations with myself. Maybe that counts. But uh, we'll get back on track, guys. I promise we will. It's just going to take some time. And it's actually what I'm here to talk about uh, today is is uh, that cycle and what we call rhythm. Uh, I talked about it a little bit on the One Flesh podcast uh, about rhythm in your marriage and how you need to deal with that with your wife and how rhythm is beneficial as opposed to balance. Uh, we're going to talk about that in more of a general sense today. Uh, we're going to talk about it through the lens of priorities uh i think uh we're going to talk about um using rhythm to set the bar higher um and yeah so that's that's what the conversation is going to be i do want to get some more guests on we will get some more guests on uh not going to give you any excuses i'm just going to give you content that i think is beneficial and you know um hopefully you're still around because you like to hear some of the things that i have to say and eventually we'll hit the gas pedal, guys. I, I promise that uh, I'm gonna make this gonna make this uh, what it's worth. It's it, it's gonna be bigger. It's gonna be better. Uh, I'm not going to quit. Uh, the thought has never crossed my mind. Um, well, I say that uh, never actually contemplated quitting. Um, but uh, but we're just in a little bit of a lull, so we'll get back after it. Um, I don't have anything to report as far as baby goes. That's kind of a one flesh thing. Uh, I do actually have a report, but we'll wait until the one flesh episode. That way I have a little bit more, a uh, little bit more to talk about in the one flesh episode. <laughs> but uh, guys, I want to talk a little bit about rhythm and I want to give you a little bit of context for why I'm having this discussion. And, you know, oftentimes I've made a lot of changes in a year. I've had this podcast now for about a year and a third, maybe a year and four months. Um, a lot of changes have been made in that year and four months. I'm going to, I'm going to be honest with you, uh, from about, I mean, really all of childhood is, is like exponential growth, but from honestly, the time I left high school till about, I want to say 2021 was just like mild growth, if not even regression in some areas. And then since about 2020 to 2021, uh, not to pump my own tires and it's 100% thanks to the people around me and God himself, but the growth has just been exponential. I mean, just the growth that I've seen in myself and that I'm thankful for has just been exponential. And it, it leads to situations to where you have to look back. And, uh, if, if you're growing, that means there were things that you were doing that were not correct. And part of being able to grow is, is adopting some level of humility, which is, it always seems rich for somebody to, to say that, like, um, yeah, I had to be humble to grow. It's like even acknowledging the fact that you're humble. It's like, how humble are you really? Like if you, you can even acknowledge, like if you, if you have the audacity to say, I humbled myself, how humble are you really? But, um, part of, part of growth is acknowledging that there were things that you were doing wrong uh, and humbling yourself in the face of better or more complete or uh, just simply true um, information versus the false information that you were living your life with and the false decisions that you were making. Uh, and it, it causes you to look back on things that you've said, things that you've done, uh, with embarrassment sometimes, or, uh, man, I really wish I hadn't said that, man. I hope nobody really sees that man. I hope nobody really hears that. And, um, I have that a lot, even with just the podcast, like in some of the earlier episodes, I'm going to leave them up because they're things that I said, and I think that they're good things. And, you know, if somebody catches me on a is they say, well, you did this or, you know, the, the best part is when I recommend, not even recommend, I, 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 t I tend to not recommend my own podcast, um, 
if I can avoid it. Uh, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. You know, if I meet a young kid at the grocery store that I think he might be able to benefit from it, I'll recommend it. Uh, but I'm not just running around like, hey, I have a podcast. Hey, I have a podcast. And I hope that some people are proud of me for, for that. <laughs> I hope that some people, uh, you know, I want to spread it. And I think I've got good information. And I specifically spread the ones that, uh, like I said, I think can can help specific people or, hey, you might enjoy this. Um, and I specifically try to share the ones to where I've had a guest on because I think that's where the value is, is in the conversation and in the questions I ask. Uh, I think there's some solo value. I wouldn't put it out if I didn't think there was value in me talking about this stuff, but I just don't recommend my, my, my podcast really all that often. I try to keep it on, on the DL, honestly, uh, in my personal life, because it's, it's not something I want in my conversations. It's very tough when I know somebody listens to the podcast, it's hard for me to actually have a rigorous conversation with them because I'm like, well, in my podcast two weeks ago, I actually touched on this topic. Uh, so I, I really just don't, don't recommend it all that often. Uh, maybe that should change. But anyway, the worst is when I recommend it to somebody that I now know at church. Uh, and it's it's good because I want them to listen to it and I want them to tell me how to improve. And I want to see if, if what I have to say is correct. And I think that even the guys at church, I think there's still some of the things that I say on here that can benefit some of them uh, and benefit myself. But it's always tough knowing that they could go back and listen to some of the episodes where I made, you know, jokes that weren't well-timed or cussed a lot. And, and I don't, I have my own opinions on those things. I don't think cuss words are intrinsically bad. And, um, but things have changed. Uh, a lot of things have changed. It's been exponential growth since a year and four months ago. Uh, in, in, from my point of view, at least looking back on some of the things that I've said and done, it seems exponential. And so it's tough. Um, it's tough to kind of say some of these things and to, I don't want to seem like a hypocrite at the very least. So um, keep in mind that when I'm talking about rhythm, when I'm talking about the way that I run my life, uh, I know for a fact I have probably said contradictory things in the past. And it's not worth me going and trying to, it, it's really not worth me trying to go and like find the episode, be like at this moment, at this time, in this episode, I said this and that was wrong. I know I've said things that I already disagree with. And that's the nature of these podcasts, man. Uh, that's really the nature of these podcasts is listening to somebody grow. It's really cool. Like the, the growth that, you know, you've seen with Joe Rogan, uh, when I, I listened to him at the, at the tail end of his California stretch, uh, into his move into Austin and just listening to how he's grown since then is kind of cool. Uh, but, um, do know that all of this, uh, is, is something the context of rhythm and, and what we're going to talk about today is something that I've spoken spoken about differently in the past. Uh, that's all I have to say. I don't even know what words I've said, but when I, when I approach the mic with this topic, it, it, it makes me nervous just because I know that there's probably something that I've said that contradicts what I, what I've said here. So now with that out of the way, um, like I said, it's, it, it's just been kind of nerve wracking, uh, especially again with people that are new listening to this. It's like, God forbid they go back and, and listen to some of those episodes. Some of them were good. I think the Jonah episode, um, even though there were some crude jokes in there, I make no apology. I, and honestly, I really don't apologize for some of those things. If I were to apologize for anybody, to anybody for, you know, uh, quote unquote sins or, or whatever might be in those paths, it wouldn't be to anybody. It wouldn't be to a listener at the very least. Um, it would be to the specific person I offended, you know, like, or whatever. But I really make no apologies for the things I've said in the past. So there are some good episodes. I recommend going and listening to Jonah's episode recommend going and listening to Cade Carter's episodes. Those are all really good. A lot of guys that I had on uh, way back then, a uh, year and four months ago, they're really good episodes, but do know that I've said contrary, things contrary to this in the past, and I've learned and I've grown exponentially in this amount of time. So don't want to double talk. Let's move on. Um, so rhythm. There is this idea, if you didn't listen to the One Flesh episode, of of balance. There's this constant notion that we as individuals need to achieve some sort of balance. Um, this idea that, um, that work and life and family and faith and all of those things, it, it gets to be a lot. And that's not just an idea. That's fact. That's truth. Um, it can be stressful. And a lot of times people 
um a lot of times people search for what they think is is balance um a lot of people have different meanings for that what what i see most of the time is is people um, just don't want to be stressed about one thing in particular all the time they want to give their efforts equally to things that they they think need effort and so they search for something called balance you've heard it before work life balance work life balance what when is it typically brought up well it's brought up after somebody's worked an 80 hour week or a lot of them or every week is an 80 hour week it's it's brought up when uh companies want to try to sell you on their company because they know that you value uh your family and your time away from work they know that you value your time away from work so they say we have excellent work life balance which means that you're not putting too much effort or time into one direction you're not overdoing it in one direction is typically what pe- people take it to mean uh people have tried to achieve this in in many many different ways a lot of it they say is just time management of how can you actually manage your time and and applying time effectively and and trying to balance out that time giving equal amount of time to this and equal amount of time to that um you can how do i put this um hmm. a lot of people think that it's 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 impossible to achieve a lot of people think that it's useless uh some people think that if you have a goal uh you should focus solely on that goal until it's until it's complete you know i i know i know guys that would say that if you really want to be a a millionaire and a business owner and if you want to do that if you want to be exceptional in that category that you need to focus solely on that and you don't need to have a family you don't need to go to college maybe you need to go to college but you don't need to uh, focus on on the liberal arts you don't need to watch any football you don't need to do any anything outside of that and you need to dig in and 100 percent like there is no balance a lot of people believe that there is no balance um i think that describing it in terms of balance is is incorrect i think that it puts this unnecessary need for equality uh where where there exists where where it doesn't need to exist um we outlined uh yesterday oh man i threw my paper away i should not have thrown that away uh we outlined on wednesday that you can divide your effort how do i put this um that a lot of times when people think they need balance it's because there's a mismatch or an asymmetry between two things that they're doing two responsibilities that they have two stressors in their life and it's typically between time money effort and priority uh when there's an something asymmetric in one of those four categories uh when it comes to two opposing forces that's when somebody says i need to balance this out and my problem with balance and this isn't necessarily coming from me this is coming from a guy named chris voss that i heard on the huberman lab podcast it was an excellent excellent episode but really this was a very tangential to that they didn't talk about this all that much but um he introduced an idea called rhythm instead of balance and and you know, somebody I did see try to kind of solve this this problem with balance, uh, Order of Man, Ryan Mickler, he came out and said balance is a verb, that you're constantly doing it, that it's it's constantly something that, that you have to do on a daily basis. You, you Daily, you have to, quote unquote, balance, and that it's never, never something that can fully be achieved. And I agree with that to a certain extent. Um, I, I actually do agree with that, that it is a constant effort to to make sure that you, you apply those things uh, in a proportional amount, if there's any sort of unproportionality in, in your time, effort, money, and priority between two opposing forces or two opposing obligations, um, that it is kind of a, a constant form of balance. But to say that balance is a verb means that there can never be any sort of ideal. Um, never, sorry, never any sort of achievable idea that ideal that it's it's just not achievable. That it's just this constant struggle. And I agree with that to a certain extent. I just said that. I don't want to double talk, but to me, it puts it way too far out there. It, it, it says this is, it makes it too unachievable to say balance is a verb. You're never going to achieve it. And that's just the way it is. It doesn't give anybody anything to look forward to. It, it almost, it's like, there's no hope. Uh, the best you can do is manage it. There's, there's no hope. There's no right. There's no like good way to do this. You just have to do it. Um, and it gets, it gets very tough to to describe as I'm having trouble describing it now. The way I've heard it, I just said this, that I like is rhythm. Let me describe the way I understand rhythm to you a little bit better. 
Rhythm to me focuses on the one mode that we talked about, uh, priority. The the one, I guess you could call it action or, um, I, I don't even know how to describe those. I'm, I'm sorry, I don't have, I'm not finding my words very well today, but this time, money, effort, and priority, I don't really know what those are. Maybe, maybe uh, mediums of care, like, like how you apply your care to a certain, um, how you apply, like if you care about a certain thing, you're going to do one of those four things. You're going to make it a priority. You're going to give it effort. You're going to give it time. You're going to give it some level of money. I, I don't know how to describe those, but um, to me, rhythm allows you a little bit more flexibility with those four. Uh, rhythm, the way that I understand it, is saying, hey, look, the scales don't always have to be quote unquote balanced. As a matter of fact, they can be very unbalanced. But as long as I have some sort of routine, as long as I make sure that these things are getting some level of attention at some sort of regular pace, then these things can be unbalanced. And those obligations don't go by the wayside. They don't get ignored. What you're trying to avoid here is ignoring certain obligations for others. You don't want to ignore your family for work. You don't want to ignore your finances for your health. Um, You don't want to ignore your health for your finances. That's what you want to avoid. And I think it's less about trying to find balance and more about trying to make sure that they simply don't get ignored. It, it To me, it's less important about how much time, money, and effort you apply to each one of those things individually, and more just about the fact that they don't get ignored. And to me, that's what, that's what rhythm is. It's less about balance, and it's more about rhythm. Now, I know this is tough. I know I've said a lot of words, and not much has come out of it. <laughs> but... It makes sense to me. And so I hope it's going to make sense to y'all. I think that the rhythm, let me put it this way, out of the four, the time, money, effort, and priority, I think that the four mediums of care, that's what I'll say. I know that's really squishy and not great. Um, But the four mediums of care, how are you going to care? In what way are you going to care? Is it going to be time, money, effort, or priority? Um, To me, priority is almost is almost number one, which is funny to say um, that priority is number one. Uh, priority is the priority, but um, when you're establishing a rhythm, to me, making something a priority and deciding what priority level it is is step one. Uh, you know, in in balance, in trying to find balance, it, it almost seems to there's almost like this acknowledgement or uh, this desire to make everything the same level of priority. And to me, that's unrealistic. It's very unrealistic. And the reason that balance doesn't work is because nobody lives like that. Nobody lives like that. Nobody lives to where everything that they have to do is equal level of priority. Nobody lives like that at all. Can't think of anybody that does. Um, so when you're trying to find balance, quote unquote, to me, people go into the mode of everything is the same level of priority. I have to give everything the same level of effort. How do I get this all balanced? If I've got 30 things to do to today, how do they all get a 30th of my time, a 30th of my effort, a 30th of my money, and a 30th of my priority? How are they, how are they all in the same priority? And to me, you're, you're, you're cha- it's a pipe dream, I think, which is why rhythm works to me. So you have to establish a priority level. A lot of times when I'm talking to my friends or I'm talking to... Yeah, my friends really are the only people that care enough to listen to what I have to say. I think my wife. Um, the first question that I ask them, or I typically ask them quite a few questions, and the first thing that I'm trying to find out is what is their priority. I'll give you the example of, uh, I don't want to really necessarily come at somebody, but um, of myself. There was a long time where I had to figure out whether my priority was uh, CrossFit whether my priority was lifting weights, whether my priority was uh, learning how to shoot my gun better and and um, learning how to protect myself better, or whether my priority was losing weight, because all of those things were conflicting. It was like, I, I've got to spend money to learn how to use my <laughs> my gun better. I've got to spend money on CrossFit. I've got to spend money 
to lose weight, it seems like, because CrossFit's not uh, doing it for me. And so I had to establish some sort of priority there. And and that's hard because especially when it comes between, you know, the gun thing is kind of a sidebar, but uh, when, between CrossFit and losing weight, you, you really have to understand how that either does or does not help you lose weight. You have to understand yourself and you have to decide what is the priority here because I don't want to quit something. I don't want to quit CrossFit. I don't want to have to, you know, tell everybody that, uh, you know, at the gym that I had to quit. But also, priority number one seems to be losing weight right now. And I think if I don't have this CrossFit membership, I think I can actually do more to lose weight. And that's kind of crazy because what are you doing in the CrossFit gym? You're working out. Um, there was there was a lot of analysis in that of saying, oh, you know what? Here's a better one, hunting. Here's a better one that, that's a little bit easier to describe that I've actually had to deal with. Uh, what has been my priority? Is it hunting or is it losing weight? I've said before that, I view losing weight through the lens of hunting, and I do. Um, I want to be a hunter. I very badly want to be a hunter. I will be. I will carry an elk off a mountain. It will happen. But when I was trying to find balance between losing weight, CrossFit, uh, hunting, my finances, cooking, all of the things that I'm doing, my family, um, I really had to sit down and think about my priorities. And when it came between, you know, okay, I've got my faith, I've got my family, uh, I've got my fitness, uh, what does fitness really mean? And then I've got my finances. And so where does that fit in? And this is where it kind of got muddy. And I was trying to find balance between all of those things. And I said, okay, I need to hunt. I need to go shoot my bow, but I've got the shoulder thing that's going on. That's, that's really killing my gains at CrossFit. Um, and then the time that it takes for me to shoot my bow and to learn and all the money that I'm spending hunting, it's hard for me to buy running shoes and it's hard for me to make my CrossFit membership. There was just a huge conflict in there. And I, I had to sit down and establish the priority. And it says, okay, look, you are a worse hunter. You are a worse CrossFitter. Um, you're worse in all of these areas when you're 100 pounds overweight. That is priority number one. Once I was able to apply that priority, I, I cared much less about balancing all of those priorities. Once I said, okay, look, this is priority number one. I haven't shot my bow in forever. Like I, I and I, I'll admit that. <laughs> like I and I was one of the. I, I this is something that I said in the past of like I will always be committed to hunting, and I am. I am, and I'll describe how I can. I'll describe how I can have my cake and eat it too a little bit later, but I haven't shot my bow in forever. Why? Because losing weight is the priority. I quit CrossFit for a long time. Why? Because losing weight was the priority. Uh, it was it was mostly a money thing, uh, and I didn't need CrossFit to lose weight, um, and losing weight was the priority. I could have made some other things work with my finances if it was just CrossFit, but the time was not only better spent losing weight outside of the CrossFit gym for me, but the money thing came in there too. I was like, man, that's my priority. And then I was much less worried about balance, much less worried about balance. So in me stumbling and, and trying to find my words and trying to make this uh, worth a damn for you to listen to, um, step one to me, if you're trying to find balance or you're trying to find rhythm, uh, let, let me put it this way. If you're trying to find balance, shift into trying to find rhythm. And I'll describe rhythm a little bit better here in a sec. But step one, establish some level of priorities faith, family, fitness, finances. That's kind of mine. Faith, family, fitness, finances. Notice how low finances is. And maybe that explains finances is, finances are, finances, yes. Um, notice low finances. Um, maybe that explains a lot about myself. But when I say finances, my job fully falls into that. My faith, my family, and my fitness are all higher priorities in my job. I'm willing to get fired for every single one of those. Now, not frivolously, you know, if I can't make my 420 CrossFit workout and I'm not just going to blow a gasket and, and, and lose it. But if it legitimately jeopardizes my faith, my family, or my, my fitness, job's gone. I'll, I'll find another job. You have to establish those priorities if you truly want quote unquote balance or better yet, Rhythm, if you're searching for for balance, if you want to be at peace with all of these things that you've got going on in your life, you have to find you have to establish those priorities. You have to. Um so establish priorities. Um think really, really hard what your priorities are. Let's talk about rhythm. We have been talking about rhythm. Rhythm to me, once you've established priorities. Then you can start to figure out a routine, uh, which is what rhythm is. It's a cadence. It's a pattern um, of priority. 
then you can say, okay, this priority number 10 on the list, I don't, because I'm not searching for balance anymore, because I know that these are different priorities, this thing at the 10th of my, uh, at the 10th spot on my priority list, it might get one day out of the year worth of my time. And I'm going to be okay with that because I have to serve these other nine priorities. That is rhythm. Um, rhythm says, whatever it might be, um, let's say time with your family. Maybe, maybe we don't look at it in terms of time. Your family is the number one priority. Well, rhythm dictates that you find some sort of pattern that you can be intentional with your family. Again, maybe you travel three, three weeks out of the month. Okay. Well, if you're trying to find balance, it's going to be very hard to find balance between work and your family. If you're traveling three weeks out of the month, you're barely going to be able to balance your time. You're barely going to be able to balance your money or your effort. I mean, you can balance your effort, but it's going to be tough. I mean, if you look at effort in terms of, you know, work over time, well, the time is going to win out there. Like it, like it's just, it's tough to actually find balance between work and family, but with rhythm, you know, one week out of the month, every single month, you can give everything you've got to your family. And if your family is priority number one, that week never gets missed. That's what rhythm means. Same way in fitness, same way with your family. This goes down to a daily level. Um, rhythm says, look, I understand that an hour of my time is a lot to give to fitness. Uh, but fitness is right below family in terms of priority. It's got to get done. It's before my job. So rhythm dictates that if what I have to do to make fitness, my number faith family fit three priority is I have to get up at four in the morning, every single morning. And I have to go to bed at 8 PM every single day to get my fitness in before my job. And you know, before my job, before my family time to make sure that it gets done and I can make my job and my family a priority throughout the day. Rhythm dictates that that's what it has to look like. Maybe you give 10 minutes to your fitness. Uh, You can get a very good workout every day in 10 minutes. Maybe it's 30 minutes, whatever it might be. Rhythm gives you the flexibility to say, to not feel bad about only giving 10 minutes to your workout. Now you have fitness goals and needs to be a good 10 minutes, but rhythm allows the flexibility to do that. And it does that through a lens of priority. I don't want to, I don't want to double talk. I don't want to just say meaningless things. Um, I hope you get what I'm saying. Uh, I hope it makes sense. And it's, it's a tough thing to describe and I'm sorry that I'm not doing it well. So let's, let's talk about being okay with, with putting things off or not applying the same level of effort to everything. I have said, Many times before, how you do one thing is how you do everything. And I believe that's true. And I'll describe that here in a second, probably poorly, as to why I believe that's true and why I believe that how you do one thing is how you do everything can still hold up here um, with rhythm. But when you accept this, this framework of rhythm and you accept this idea that not everything needs to be the same priority level and not everything should give a, a not everything should get a corresponding portion or an equal portion of your time, effort, money, and, and priority. Um, you have to be okay with putting some things off. Um, you have to be okay with not having 100% balance between all the things that you would like to or that you need to do. Um, and that's tough. Let's talk about the podcast. Um you know, the law of rhythm or whatever you want to call it, the the rule of rhythm, the idea of rhythm dictates that I can't just, I don't think I can just not do the podcast. I don't think I could just not do the podcast because it's a pretty high priority. I've already, it's established it as a, as a really high priority. Um, it is. And rhythm says that you still need to do it, but you don't have to give an equal portion of your time. You don't have to give an equal portion of your effort. Uh, you don't have to give an equal portion of your money to the podcast. So rhythm says every Sunday, every Wednesday, you're going to put out an episode. You're going to do what you need to do with the podcast and put out an episode. Um, Right now, that's my rhythm. That's why you don't get just a whole lot of effort is because every Sunday and every Wednesday, I record. 
That's the baseline that I've set. That's the priority level that the podcast has right now is I get on the mic, I put out an episode. I make sure the artwork is done well. And that's what that's what we do. Um, that's the rhythm that I'm in right now. And that makes sure that you don't get ignored. The podcast doesn't get ignored. And it's still a priority. And I can be okay with myself having it not be balanced amongst fitness, family, and finance. Hope that makes sense. Um, now I do think there is a certain cap on priorities. I do think that you can only have a certain amount of priority. I think it's relatively subjective. I don't know that there's a number on it. I don't think the number is one. I think that's silly. As a matter of fact, I think definitionally it's, I don't know about definitionally, but I think you should have more than one. Um, I think, let me put it this way. I think it's definitely okay to have more than one, uh, prior, you know, more than one priority. Uh, maybe not more than one, number one, but more than one priority, more than, more than one responsibility. It's not just faith, you know, for some people it is, and that's okay. For some people, their whole priority is to glorify God. That's their only priority is to glorify. I'm talking like maybe saints or monks or something like that like their whole life is the glorification of god and in essence that's all of our lives but um to me i think it's perfectly okay to have faith then family i think you're called to do that you know faith and then priority number two is your family i think that's okay where that ends i don't know and i don't know how to tell you where that ends, where you completely stop doing something and make it not a priority. I don't know how to tell you. I, I, I think maybe when you know, when you know that you can't give it your best, um, something like that is that even with the time that you're giving it, uh, even with the, the money that you're allocating to it, even with the effort that you're putting in, you know that you can't give it your best and you just don't want to do it anymore. Maybe I don't, I don't know where that priority list ends and I don't have good answers for you. And I'm sorry. I I hope this episode is valuable. It it feels like it's, it's not very, I mean, we're at 30 minutes and I don't know that I've said much of anything, but you know, the podcast hunting, I haven't picked up my bow in forever and forever. It's not in my rhythm right now, but I think it will be, but yeah. And let me put it this way. I think you have like, you have hierarchies of rhythm. I, I I believe this as well. That probably next year, hopefully, even though I've got the kid, gonna hunt quite a bit. I've got an invitation to go shoot a cow elk up in Wyoming. Um, Dylan's gonna be home. <laughs> like I, I I know I'm gonna have a lot of responsibilities with the child, but with Dylan being home with the child, uh, it's honestly it's kind of opened me up to be able to do some of those things, uh, to be able to have a house and a home and and provide for them and um take some of the PTO and and go shoot a buck and bring it home to the family because I know that the house and the home are going to be taken care of. Um, Financially, it may close me down a little bit. I may not have the money to go shoot a a cow oak in Wyoming. I don't know yet. Um, But I know that at some point in my life, that rhythm is going to swing back around and I'm going to be able to hunt more. That's why I'm doing this. And ideally, ideally your rhythm is structured around goals. So let me get in. I just had kind of an epiphany here. Um, Ideally, you have a goal-based rhythm, I think. I, I, I think that, yeah, 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 I like that. I like that. Um, ideally, you have a goal-based rhythm. It has no, it has very little to do with time, I think. Ideally, it's goal-based. I have a goal to lose a lot of weight right now. Um, once you get past, you know, your faith, family, uh, those priorities, then I think it becomes very goal-based. I think that you have to establish some reasonable goals, some time bound goals. And that's where time kind of gets worked into it is of what is, what is your, your frequency? Um, if you know anything about waves, um, what's the frequency of this rhythm? Like how often are we hunting? How often are we, are we, uh, getting a guest on the podcast? How often are we doing these things? To me, that has to do a lot with your goals. Um, and, and the time that you can allocate to achieve those goals. So, um, your rhythm needs to be goal-based. So after I achieve X goal, then I can shift my rhythm um, to achieve another goal. This is why goal setting is is really important, I think. I think that when people, they're trying to find balance, they do so without goals. 
uh, when people say they want a good work-life balance, they don't have a single goal in work or life. Like they they, they don't. Um, like they don't know what they want to do with their life. They don't want to know what they do at their at their work. Uh, so they're just like, well, I guess I'll just try to balance them. Um, there's no end in sight, and that's where you get something like balance as a verb is because there's no set smart, uh, specific, measurable, uh, attainable, realistic, and time-bound goals um, to achieve. And so what it looks like is this just lifelong um, struggle against balancing that time because there is no end date as to when this unbalanced time might be corrected. So goal-based rhythm is important to me, and I'll demonstrate that. Right now, my goal is to get to 220 pounds, if not less. I think I can get significantly less by the time that the baby gets here in March. That was my goal is to be, I wanted to, I said, I wanted to bench and weigh 225 by the time the baby has gotten here. I think I'll be able to get down to 210 before the baby gets here. That's my goal. And that's why everything else has taken a pause. Um, I wanted to lose a hundred pounds at one point, uh, blew past that. I wanted to get down to 225 before the baby gets here. That's my goal. And that has dictated my rhythm. Uh, I'm not probably going to pick up a bow until I can get down to 225. And then even honestly, uh, past 225, I want to, I, I, it's more of a body fat percentage. I want to be down in like that 12 to 15% body fat range, uh, before I really focus on much else, before I give that time to something else, um, before my rhythm shifts. And then even after I get into that 12, 12 and a half percent, it's probably going to be financial, um, and, and again, this is where you're pulling those levers of time, effort, money, and priority uh, to achieve different goals with this rhythm. I think this is good. I think what I'm setting up here is good. And I may try to define this a little bit later in the next episode where you get to hear me ramble a little bit more. But um, when you have a certain goal in mind, you move these levers of time, money, effort, and priority uh, to achieve that goal. And that time portion obviously you're giving it time, but when you're setting time, when you're setting a certain date to achieve that goal by, if you're setting a correct goal, that a lot of times dictates your macro rhythm. And then inside your week, uh, inside your, inside your month and your week, uh, that's when you're setting, you set your macro rhythm with this, this goal timing and you set your, your micro rhythm, your weekly and your daily rhythm with your priorities and and just the general circumstances of your life like how much time can you give to these certain things like i said i gave the example of three weeks on one week off so you have this this macro rhythm of saying okay for two years i'm going to focus specifically on my finances i'm going to build my bank account up to two hundred thousand dollars and then when i'm done with that i'm going to use that money and i'm going to create my own business or i'm going to um I'm going to become the best hunter that I can be. And in two years, I'm going to kill a bull elk. That's what I'm talking about. So now you have this two-year rhythm of I'm going to achieve this goal. And this is what I'm going to focus on for two years. It's going to be very unbalanced. I'm going to focus on finances only outside of faith and family and these priorities. The only thing I'm going to focus on is finance. I'm not going to focus on hunting. I'm not going to focus on my CrossFit performance. Uh, not going to focus on any of that. I'm going to focus solely on my finances. And in two years after that, that rhythm is going to completely swap. My, my finances are going to be good. And we'll talk about this here in a sec. But um, now my focus is going to shift. My focus of growth is going to shift to hunting. And I'm going to do that for two years. And then after that, maybe it's fly fishing. That sets your, my, your macro rhythm. And then when you look at your micro rhythm during the week, you say, okay, how do I do that? Well, number one, uh, I eat lunch every single day out. So maybe I'm going to pull that money lever a little bit and I'm going to, or the time lever. Okay. Let's say the reason I do that is because I don't want to take the time to meal prep. So in order for my finances, I'm going to start meal prepping so that I have a lunch there ready to eat and I can save the money. You start to play with those levers and that's what your rhythm looks like. And then you institute, you institute these things into your week and you make a routine based off of that. And so Again, you're kind of throwing this idea of balance completely out the window. Uh, to, to me, you really are. You are, but you aren't. It, it does balance, I guess. But instead of trying to apply equal to everything, you're now making it fit inside this goal-based rhythm, knowing that there will be an end to this, knowing that it will come back around and you will balance back into your hunting phase. You will balance back into your weight phase. 
you will balance back into your, your, your losing weight or your gaining weight base. Uh, you know that you'll balance back, but right now it's very asymmetric. Um, and I think the only way that you can achieve that is with some sort of goal in mind. This is good. I think what I'm setting up is good. That's why people flounder when they search for balance is because they have no goals to get there. So deep breath. Um, goals are important. You have to raise your standard. When I say that how you do one thing is how you do everything. Um, maybe I don't know that I'm going to have to abandon that phrase. I don't, I don't think I am because I think it's important. I think that um, the the message in there is that if you slack on one thing, if you allow yourself to fall short of the standard you set on this one thing, you're going to fall short of every standard that you ever set. I think that's important. And that's where, that's where it gets to it. It's not saying that it, somebody, I remember uh, it, was, it was my friend Chase. We were arguing about this, this phrase. It was years ago. I don't, not even years ago, maybe like a year and a half ago. He probably wouldn't even remember it, but he was saying like, well, I don't take the, the trash out with the same intensity that I do my CrossFit workout. Um, I don't, you know, sprint out to the dumpster and throw the trash in there and then, and then sprint back. Like that's, that's silly. Why would I do that? To me, when I say how you do one thing is how you do everything. It's more a matter of standard setting of, you know, quitters never win and winners never quit. It's, it's once you set the standard, you need to follow your standards and it's intentionality of, of following that standard. So, um, in a lot of ways, you do take the trash out in the way that you do your CrossFit workout. If you believe how you do one thing is how you do everything, then um, when the trash needs to be taken out, you take the trash out because when CrossFit needs to be done, you do the CrossFit. That's that's the mentality of I'm going, whatever standard I set for this, whatever standard I deem to be the proper standard, I'm going to follow that because I don't want my standards in other places to not be met. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't I don't know how to square that phrase up with with rhythm because I'm not hunting right now. Uh and the podcast, I'm not going all out on the podcast. So maybe how I do one thing isn't how I do everything, but I still like I still like the standard. It's still I still like the phrase. It means a lot to me. Um it, it really does because to me what it says is if you willingly like allow yourself to slip under the standard that you've set, you're going to do it still. The standard that I've set with the podcast right now is that I'm going to give you Sunday and Wednesday every single day. And that's done within this goal-based rhythm. That's done knowing that I'm not giving as much time to the podcast right now so that I can achieve other things. Uh, and that's the standard that I've set. So if I don't follow my standards in other places, I'm opening the door up to not follow the standard here. That's how I think that works. But um, let's talk a little bit about that. Let's talk about the goals and, and why those aid rhythm. Because a lot of people would say, well, if if you if you follow this rhythm framework and you say that it's okay for you to to let off the gas on the podcast, how do you ever get better? Um, how do you ever? Why is it even worth doing if you're letting the gas if you if you're letting your foot off the gas? How are you ever going to truly achieve anywhere close to excellence with that? Well, that's by making new goals. Um, what ends up happening is with these with these concerted and intentional spouts of effort that fit inside your your macro and your micro rhythm what you're doing is you're raising the standards for yourself by achieving those goals so fitness for example i was 260 pounds before i started the first form 8 week challenge almost everything didn't get ignored. I set lower standards for the rest of of my activities. I said, okay, the podcast, we don't have to have a guest on every single episode. I can't afford to focus on that right now. Um, losing weight is priority number one. All of my time is going to be there. The standard that I've set is we're going to do an episode every Sunday, going to do an episode every Wednesday. Well, in that eight weeks that I put most of my time, money, and effort towards losing weight, I went from 260 pounds to 231 pounds. That is a significant improvement. What that did is I was able to develop habits and achieve goals and change my life in such a way that I now have a new standard for living. Um, I now have a new standard for living. 
and I'm going to maintain that standard. I took this time of rhythm, this concerted effort, this unbalanced set of weeks to set myself a new standard and a new way of life. And then what's going to happen is I'm going to throttle off the weight loss a little bit once baby gets here, go into a little bit more of a maintenance. It's not going to be as intentional. I'm not going to be working out two hours a day like I typically do. Um, Now my diet's going to be tight because I have a new standard. I'm not going to just gain a lot of weight. Uh, But I've given myself new skills and new habits to be able to do that to where now I can focus on maybe the baby or the podcast or the business. I hope that makes sense. And that's how you continue to get better under this framework of rhythm. A lot of people think that if you... A lot of people think that if you put something in neutral, you can never get better at it. And I just don't, I just don't think that's true. Um, you know, I want to write books. I do. There are book ideas that I have started, haven't touched since, haven't touched in months. Okay. Um, a lot of people would say, well, you're never going to achieve that if you don't give it, like if you don't put your foot on the gas with that. And I just don't think that's true. Um, I think that you can do that in a rhythm framework. I know there will be a time to where the rhythm dictates that I can write a lot more after I have my finances under control, after I have my fitness under control, after I chop down at this list of priorities uh, to where I can free myself up to give the proper amount of effort uh, to those books and to the podcast. Um, That's how you get better with rhythm. And that's how at least I justify not giving you a guest every Sunday. Uh, because it's something that I want to do. It's something that I will do. It's it's something that needs to happen for this podcast to be what I think it needs to be. Um, but right now I'm raising my standards in other areas. Right now I'm raising my quality of life in other areas. Uh, and it's justifiable because the rhythm will swing back around to the podcast. It will. I'm very confident that it will. Same thing with reading. Same thing with with uh, with finances. And you do that by achieving goals and setting new ones. Uh, be very goal-oriented if you want rhythm to work. I, th- I think it has to. Otherwise, otherwise, if you, if you don't have goals and if you're not goal-oriented, then um, you can fall into a trap of saying, okay, well, it's not my rhythm right now to care about the podcast, and then you just never care about the podcast. Um, once you establish that as that low of a priority and you don't knock anything else off of your list and, and change the direction that you're looking in, Uh, you'll never come back to it. So I hope that makes sense of like not setting goals and just deciding that, oh, the podcast gets done twice a week and I don't have any other goal outside of that. I don't think that's conducive for success. And maybe that is where you do drop something off of your priority list. Uh, Something like, I don't know, what what is something that I've dropped off of my priority list? I I don't know. Uh, Eventually, um eventually I probably won't fix my own vehicles. <laughs> I mean, something like that, that, um, is a point of pride for a lot of dudes. Something that I do enjoy, uh, occasionally is I just, I just won't fix my own vehicles. Like eventually the goal is to just be able to pay somebody else to do that. Uh, let's talk about something that's a little bit more ambitious, um, that, that maybe I have to give up, um, being a fisherman. I, I love to fish. Uh, I really do love to fish, but it, with my goals of hunting and, my goals of the podcast and writing and all that stuff, it may just not be something that I'm the best at. And I may just have to be okay with that. Uh, you know, the book writing, um, I don't think that's going to be one of them, but that's a good example of there may just be a point, man, to where it's like all of these other things I need to exert my effort in this other, in this other area. And I just can't, I can't afford to set any goals for that because it's going to take, it's going to take away from these wild goals over here. I don't think you immediately have to give up on some of those things. Uh, but I especially think that if you refuse to set goals, uh, if you refuse to to use a goal-based rhythm, that's where everything will end up because you have, you have no aim. You're just constantly searching for some sort of balance that doesn't exist. And if you don't have any, any aim, eventually it just falls on the wayside. You have nothing to shoot for. You have no, no metric by which to grade yourself. <clears throat> you don't, um, because you don't know if you're achieving any goals because you haven't set any goals. Uh, you have no way to grade your rhythm. You have no way to grade your balance. Uh, it's the same way in work, honestly, and work's probably the hardest because it's so dependent on somebody else. Um, sometimes you you don't even get to set your goals at work. Sometimes your supervisors set your goals. We want you to hit this number of sales 
uh, by the end of the year. It's tough at work. Uh, it's tough at work. And I would say that if it, if it's that tough at work for you to find rhythm and to set goals at work, uh, maybe the rhythm needs to be, maybe, maybe your rhythm needs to be structured in a way that you become a business owner or your rhythm needs to be structured in a way that you get your income from somewhere else. If it's somewhere where you don't want to, or you can't make goals for yourself, I don't think that's conducive for success. Everything that I've seen is not conducive for success. To me, there is no way in achieving any sort of quote unquote balance with something that you can't, you can't make a goal towards. I, I don't, I don't see how you do that because you have nothing to aim at. So I know I've said a lot of things. I'm, I know, I think I'm rambling. I'm close to an hour. I hope this makes sense. And I hope to bring somebody on eventually that, that can kind of describe this a little bit better. Um, I have no feedback from anybody listening. It's just me talking into a mic. So maybe none of this has made sense. Maybe you're all, maybe you all get it. Hopefully you all get it. Uh, maybe it does make sense, but these are just what I, this is just what I've been thinking about lately. It's what I talk with Brett about. It's what I talk with um, a lot of my buddies about is these things. So even though I don't have a guest for you, it's not my rhythm right now. Uh, it's not the goal that I, that I have right now. Um, I do have goals. I do. I am exercising effort in, in other ways, and I'm trying to do it in this rubric of, of rhythm with goals, um, with goals. And it took a lot for me to be okay with saying, okay, I can, I can scale back on this in order to pursue this goal. And it's okay because it's going to swing back around. Once I pursue this goal, I can set another goal in a different area and it's okay. It's okay because I've raised my standards. It's okay because I've raised my quality of life here. It's okay because I've achieved something here. Uh, and it'll swing back around. It'll swing back around. And I know my priorities are my faith, my family, my fitness. And then beyond that, uh, beyond that, there's flexibility because I don't have to give everything an equal. I don't have to give everything an equal share. Uh, so long as I'm setting goals accordingly. So I think that's all I've got guys. I really do tune in on, on Wednesday to the one flesh podcast. Um, tune in on Wednesday to the one flesh podcast where we talk about marriage. Uh, it's probably, um, I don't know what I'm going to do for the next one flesh, but I think it'll be good. I think it'll be good. I think I may do a Q and a, I may go ahead and put a Q and a up on Monday and leave the Q and a up for a couple of days and do a, a one flesh Q and a. So go give me some questions. Um, anyway, guys, I appreciate it. Go follow me at the underscore purpose podcast. See ya.